0: This week on the Iowa Watch Connection.
1: I think the state got it right in the way that they set up their university system with just three institutions.
0: Higher education faces many challenges.
1: An understanding of the differences in the three institutions' missions and making sure that that the funding fits the mission.
0: It's important to determine an institution's unique position.
1: We really do have outstanding uh, performing arts here, outstanding science, outstanding business to complement
0: what's going on in the the College of Education. Spotlight on the University of Northern Iowa, our topic this week.
2: The Iowa Watch Connection is presented by the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism. Online at iowawatch.org. Here is Jeff Stein.
0: Iowa boasts three public universities. They've developed their own distinctive identities over time, but yet often compete for students and resources. This week, the first in a series of programs talking one-on-one with those leading our region's institutions. We've invited Iowa State University President Wendy Winterstein and University of Iowa President Bruce Harold to appear later this spring. Today, an in-depth conversation with University of Northern Iowa President Mark Nook. We spoke in Waterloo earlier this week. The University of Northern Iowa in Cedar Falls was founded in 1876 and has just under 12,000 students, some 90% of which are from Iowa. Mark Nook began serving as the 11th president of the university on February 1st of last year. Prior to that, he served as chancellor of Montana State University Billings. Originally from Holstein, Iowa, Nook has also served in the University of Wisconsin system and at St. Cloud State University in Minnesota. He earned his master's degree in astrophysics from Iowa State University. There has been great emphasis focused on regents, institutions, and funding. It's typical this time of year at the legislature, but now we have deappropriations. Your sense in terms of the state's commitment to higher education, higher public education, is what? You know, one of the things that brought me back
1: to Iowa was the commitment that the states had to education in general, whether it's K-12 or whether it's higher education. Um, I think the state got it right in the way that they set up their university system with just three institutions and not trying to to create five or six or seven regional comprehensives like many other states did. Uh, We focused our infrastructure well. Um, We've got three institutions, two of them are research. uh, One that, granted, started out as a teaching institution, Um, you know, educating teachers, but ultimately became a nice comprehensive university, a really excellent comprehensive university. So we've got the right infrastructure. Um, It's reasonably um, straightforward then to to balance the funding for uh, education in the state. You know, as I've watched things throughout the country, throughout the nation, different states happen, there's just more and more call on the state budget in every single state and it's getting harder and harder to make those choices and higher educations often look to because uh, we're one of the few state agencies that has an alternative revenue source as they like to say which is another way of saying higher tuition for our students and that's always a difficult conversation for me because I want to make sure that every student in the state has an opportunity to get a great education because we know that this state's economy is going to require more and more of our, our working force to have education beyond high school, whether that's a two-year degree that is technical, whether it's a two-year degree that's professional, whether it's a, a four-year degree, or in some cases a master's degree, PhDs, uh, other applied doctorate degrees. And so it's important that we have a very robust education system because our economy now is education Based. Um, yes we've got a strong AG economy but much of that AG economy requires a really healthy uh, education as well and, and education beyond high school so it's it's important that we fund uh, higher ed k to 12 appropriately we do have to balance it with the other calls on the state dollar and figure out what that what that really means uh, I think in general I was still doing a pretty good job of, of uh, funding education in general compared to other states? Is it doing the kind of job that it did 30 or 40 years ago? No, Um, but there are other calls on those dollars, too.
0: The University of Northern Iowa has held a somewhat favored position relative to the folks in Ames or Iowa City of late. Explain the rationale for that, and how long do you think that might be able to be sustained? Because as I understand it, some of this was catch-up, if you will, and so I wonder, in this climate, how long you'll be able to maintain that favored financial status.
1: Yeah, I guess I don't see it quite as favored, but as, as an understanding of the differences in the three institutions' missions and making sure that, that the funding fits the mission and the opportunities that each of those institutions has to create revenue on their own. Um, Iowa and Iowa State have uh, national reputations um, uh, they're able to recruit students from outside of the state into some of those uh, high-demand fields, like the engineering fields, the medical fields, those sorts of things. UNI um, has uh, a national reputation, but it is isn't on the same order of magnitude as Iowa and Iowa State uh, when it comes to recruiting students. And so we're going to have less of an opportunity to to grow a a large, robust, uh, non-resident population. I think there's a couple things, though, that have really uh, helped everybody understand that the uniqueness of UNI. I often talk about UNI as being the the institution that educates Iowans for Iowa because ninety percent of our student body comes from Iowa Uh, roughly eighty-five percent of those Iowa kids that graduate from UNI go back to work in Iowa. Of the students that come to UNI from out of state fifty percent of them take their first job in Iowa and stay in Iowa. So we really are uh, an institution that generates Iowa's next workforce. Uh, there's a realization of that in the legislature that, you know, that, that's a unique mission for us. Um, the students that come here from out of state are, you know, 50-50 likely to stay, which is the highest rate in the state um, amongst all the privates and the publics as well. Um, and the kids that come here from in-state are more likely to stay in-state than from any other institution. So, um, you know, we can't raise the same level of dollars from non-resident students there has to be the support for the state students. A bigger portion of our budget comes from Iowa student tuition. That means we need a larger share of our budget to offset that to come from state appropriation as well. I think there's a finally been a recognition of that. Um, there's also starting to be a recognition that our, you know, at the moment our tuitions are all the same, plus or minus a, a, a few dollars. A recognition that, that we probably need to separate those tuitions a little bit. Um, and Iowa and Iowa State have an opportunity to to have a higher tuition. People interested in paying that. Uh, you and I um, uh, somewhat lower, uh, taking on a little different market share and things of that sort. So we're looking at a lot of things that can help us operate and fund the university. Can we grow the non-resident student population a little bit? Yes, we're going to do that pretty aggressively, but never at the cost of those kids from Iowa. We'll continue to take the same market share or a little bit better of the students coming out of Iowa high schools, but grow our enrollment with a a slight increase there and a bigger percentage increase in the non-resident students to help the budget out, to help help the state out, and to bring more people into the state to take those jobs. It's it's in the end about providing Iowa's workforce.
0: And I appreciate the correction, it's not so much treated in a favored status but differently, and again that's a somewhat recent phenomenon. You're a native Iowan, You have a degree from Iowa State, but you've worked elsewhere most recently in Montana. Compare for me, if you would, the state of Iowa's support for its public education system as opposed to these other places where you have firsthand knowledge.
1: Yeah, you know, and compared to to Montana, the funding of the the Iowa institutions is really significantly better. Um, And I think it shows in the types of institutions that we have. Now, our population's larger. Um, and that helps a lot. You know, Montana only has a million people um, spread over an area the size of of Minnesota and Iowa combined, Uh, so they've got a lot of infrastructure issues. Um, We have two great universities in Iowa and and Iowa State uh, that are the flagships, and then we have one really great um, public regional institution in the University of Northern Iowa. Montana spread theirs out a little bit more, um, so they've got, you know, a lot of, of... infrastructure that they've got to maintain as well. Wisconsin is also spread out with a lot of institutions by comparison. Um, And I think what I see is when you look at, especially the University of Northern Iowa, it's hard to find another regional comprehensive institution that looks like us. And that's largely because Iowa got it right and only created one regional comprehensive to go along with the other two and didn't try to spread those resources over seven or eight or eleven state institutions. And it's put some real um, uh, difficulties on places like Wisconsin and, and even Minnesota to try to maintain all of those different campuses as the number of students coming out of high schools declined and leveled off and keep the enrollments up, keep the infrastructure in place. So uh, the, the thing that I see is Iowa is doing a better job of funding its institutions, and it's doing that because it has done a better job of setting those institutions up in the first place. Um, and so, I'm, you know, I, I think we're, I'd love to have more in funds coming in. I could do a, 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 raise the quality quite a little bit, um, but we're setting in a better place than some of the inst- other institutions around the country, simply because Iowa, over its history, has focused on all of its education um, more so than many other states have, and, and we're known for it. We're known for, you know, Iowa's known for two things. a lot of ag products whether that's corn or hogs or cattle and the quality of the education here and we can't I don't think we can can mortgage that especially the education piece of that we've got to continue to fund it and fund it well and find ways to keep the quality really really high because it's what helps us attract business to this state
0: more with the president of the University of Northern Iowa Dr. Mark Nook when the Iowa Watch Connection continues Support for the Iowa Watch Connection comes from the Iowa Insurance Division's Iowa Fraud Fighters Program. This statewide initiative educates Iowans on how to double check before they invest and shield their savings from scammers. Thousands of Iowans have attended fraud fighter forums across the state to learn about new scams circulating in their area and how to stay a step ahead of fraudsters. Learn how to fight fraud and why it is important to report scams at iowafraudfighters.gov.
2: The Iowa Watch Connection radio program is part of a statewide audience engagement project organized by the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism, an independent, non-profit, non-partisan news organization. The center is dedicated to producing high-quality investigative and community affairs journalism in Iowa while also training journalism students to do this work at a high ethical level. The center is found online at iowawatch.org.
0: Welcome back to the Iowa Watch Connection. I'm Jeff Stein. We're continuing now our extended conversation with the president of the University of Northern Iowa, Dr. Mark Nook. You have spent your professional career in higher education in the classroom, in administration, during a time of tremendous change in terms of technology, distance learning, the competitive environment. What is the greatest challenge to higher education generally today in your mind? And what specific challenges does the University of Northern Iowa face?
1: You know, I think nationally, um, higher ed faces some issues with our Um, reputation, credibility in some cases, Uh, there's always a a lot of push on, you know, is is higher education delivering what we really need it to be delivering um, to prepare the next workforce. Um, I think we've always got to be sensitive to that and and responding to the, the needs that are out there um, some of that's in business, some of it's in social services, some of it's in administration, whatever it is. The, the whole realm of things that, that this country needs people to move into those positions, those leadership roles. Um, are, we do, are we always delivering the education that is best needed? There's always a concern in higher ed that, you know, especially now, and, and we've seen it over our lives, you know, I'll soon be 60 years old, things have changed a lot the jobs have changed so much in those 60 years you know and, and so the things that I'm doing now no one could have, uh, have known that I would be working in that way when I was in college so how do you how do you educate somebody for the jobs that are gonna open up in five and 20 years and even 30 years after they graduate because they'll s- still be in that market um, and so you know it's really important that we lay down the skills that are the basic skills for any job they're going to go into any career they're going to have, anything they want to do in their personal lives to make a difference in the quality of life where people live. So these basic skills of, of communication skills and, and critical thinking and, and analytical thinking skills, those are the most essential things that we can do and then provide um, the basic skills that they'll need in their first career and then the ability to continue to learn. and Because uh, they're always going to have to plus up those skills. Um, we've all had to do it, and it's only going to be more more quickly in the future as well. So, um, you know, we've, we've got to deal with helping people understand the value of higher education, that it's having a positive impact, not just on the job market, but we're thinking critically about how we prepare students for the job market and for engaging in their community and making their communities better places for them to live so that they can attract more, a better business, a better economic um, uh, endeavor keep things
0: moving forward. Yeah. Be better citizens.
1: Be better citizens. You know at, at UNI um, uh, we always face a challenge of being compared to Iowa and Iowa State and, and because our missions are so different that's um, never a fair comparison. Uh, we do things com- quite a little bit differently. We have different goals as I mentioned with with who we try to educate and how we try to educate them. Uh, a more personal touch uh, type of education uh, and things so that oftentimes gets into as we try to separate ourselves in mission from Iowa and Iowa State also talking about different funding levels, those sorts of things that I think we've had some success in getting people across the state and especially legislators, the regents to understand how our mission is different from Iowa State's mission and is different from the University of Iowa's mission and how the mission of those two institutions differ as well. So, I'm really happy with where we're at in the regents and with the, the other two presidents in understanding the differences in our institution but their interconnectedness and their overlap and how the three institutions together are such a positive impact on this state.
0: In essence everyone's staying in their own lane but there are intersections. There
1: there are intersections you know and occasionally we're carrying the same load right and then we're having to pull together to get that thing you know to the finish line and and to serve the people of Iowa the best and so you know we're trying to work together as much as possible to see how where our overlap is and, and where it's, you know, you know, important for me to say, you know, that's Iowa's gig or Iowa State's gig. We need to focus on this. It doesn't fit our mission well.
0: Finally, let me ask, biggest misconception that you find about the University of Northern Iowa is what? You know, um,
1: I think most people in the state anymore realize that we're more than a teacher's college, but they really still look at us first as a teacher's college. The people that are, live in the business world understand how strong our business college is, but I'm not sure that, that people outside of the business community, especially in accounting and finance and real estate, um, understand how amazing the College of Business Administration at UNI is. Um, I think the other thing that uh, people don't realize is the strength of our sciences. Um, they're really outstanding and the level to which students as freshmen sophomore and juniors at the undergraduate level and seniors can get engaged in research projects and learn that science isn't something you know it's something you do Um, it's a real hallmark i think of our of our science programs at at uni and consequently when our students graduate they're really ready to move into either uh, lab work go right to work or move into a graduate program or professional program like like medical school D.O. school, something of that sort, Um, and they handle it really well because they understand already uh, the basics of research, how to do it, they've had to do it. Our chemistry department requires that if a faculty member is going to be tenured, they have to have published with an undergraduate, which means one of our undergraduate students had to have been in their lab, had to do research with them, had to help write a paper, had to get that thing published and go through those. That's an amazing commitment for a university to make. It it takes longer to do research with undergraduates because you're helping them learn. Um, With graduate students and postdocs, you can kind of say, go do this. This is kind of what I need. Undergraduates, you've got to help them learn the science and learn how to do that science uh, along the way. Um, So it takes more time. But again, it goes back to this commitment to our students. I think the other surprise that I've had coming here is the level of arts that you and I provides through the Gallagher Blue Dorn, the Strayer Wood, and uh, Bankson Auditorium inside Russell Hall. Uh, the quality of our music education programs, from whether it's music or theater, what they deliver, and then what we're able to bring in professionally. Because we have a state-of-the-art theater in the Gallagher Blue Dorn, um, uh, people professionally want to perform in that venue because the acoustics are so good. And the audience is so close and personable. You're right there. It's just an outstanding venue. Um, And many other comprehensive universities around the country just don't have that kind of of facility, aren't able to engage their community in the level of arts programming um, that UNI is. So I think those are, are things that have been real gems uh, for you and I that, uh, you know, I think especially things like the Gallagher Blue Dorn aren't well known around the state um, because it, people don't, aren't traveling from Sioux City over here to see something, they've got some things going on as well. But we really do have outstanding uh, performing arts here, outstanding science, outstanding business to complement what's going on in the, the College of Education.
0: Yeah. President Nook, thanks so much for the time. Yeah, thank you very much for the opportunity. Mark Nook is in his second year as president of the University of Northern Iowa in Cedar Falls. As noted earlier, we've invited the presidents of Iowa and Iowa State to join us on this program for similar interviews, and we hope to have those for you later in the spring. And that brings us to the close of this week's program. We're back again next week at this same time. In the meantime, you can connect with us online, iowawatch.org. Click on the Iowa Watch Connection tab at the top of the page to listen to all or part of this program again, For a list of stations that carry the program and more, iowawatch.org. Follow us on Twitter, at Iowa Watch, and be sure to use the hashtag IAWatchConnection when commenting about the program. We're on Facebook too, facebook.com slash Iowa Watch. And you can send us thoughts about this program or suggest ideas for future programs by email. The address is radio at iowawatch.org. The program is produced in the studios of KXEL Radio, Waterloo, Cedar Falls, Cedar Rapids. I'm Jeff Stein. Thanks for joining us. And we hope you'll make the Iowa Watch connection again next week.